What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another very special episode of your favorite podcast. Your favorite your, Sunday show. You Say already that know podcast. it's your boy, Mike Sanchez. It's your boy, Repeat. It's your boy, Remy A in the building, guys. And just as a courtesy, we're going to remind you guys, don't say this. Say, say that. that. Guys, I'm super excited for the people we have in the building. Very. We have Sabrina. We have Teresa. And they're representing all race scholars. Um, we're super excited for you guys to be informed and uh, empowered with the information that this great organization is offering. So, Teresa and Sabrina, for those who may not know, who are you guys? My name's Teresa, and I attended Boston Public Schools, and I graduated and went to college. And when I came back, I had struggled in college, and I found a scholarship that gave me money and mentorship that was an hourly scholar. And it put me through to my bachelor's, and later on I became a board member and a proud representative of that organization. Wow. Congratulations amazing. on that, amazing. first and foremost. Amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. How about yourself, Sabrina? Hey, I'm Sabrina. Um, born and raised in Dorchester. I was also a BPS graduate. Attended college, and just like everyone facing financial difficulties, had to drop college, focus on family and supporting my siblings going through school. And then when the opportunity came up to go back and finish my um, undergrad, I was also introduced to the Ari Scholars Program. And through their scholarship and mentorship, I was able to complete my undergrad and here I am still part of the Ari Scholars Program as an administrator uh, assistant now. That is fantastic. That is awesome. fantastic, and it's That's funny because awesome. as soon as people you, need, uh, you know, the world needs people like you guys. You guys are, the, you know, do you guys do the real work? The real work. Right. Exactly, exactly. And, and empowerment is is super key in every any community. And it's funny as soon as you and me started talking about the possibilities of of setting this up, me and Alex were talking about it, and we both were super excited about it. Pete was also, but Pete. He's been finished, but Alex's girl and myself are, 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 are in a situation where we want to definitely advance our higher education. So th this is definitely very, very, very exciting to us. So all race scholars, I saw that in the mission statement, you guys provide financial assistance. Um, but something that was very important that stood out to me was the mentoring and also emotional support. A lot of people don't know the stress that students have, you know, balancing life, social life, you know, it's probably, it's important, but you know, not that important. And then also all the emotional stresses. So what kind of um, programs or, or resources are there to help these students in high stress situations? So something that I was able to navigate when I was a scholar was, of course, the, men the mentors. Um, I had a really great mentor, and we built such great rapport, and we had such a great relationship that I considered her uh, my wingman, sorry to say. <laughs> um, That's good, though. I never really was a student who liked to call for attention, but she was such she was so great at inspiring and just cheering me and giving me like the hype that I needed to like go get my assignments done, get things in turn in on time. So that's actually something that I feel like a lot of students need. Not just a mentor to support you, but someone who believes in what you're doing, who is able to inspire you, who is able to bring you when you're going, like you said, when you're going through those stressful moments. Yeah, I understand you're going through this. How can I help? You need something from me. Do I need to get a resource or something like that? So it was really great. The It was a very, like, family feel to the relationship with my mentor that I had. And aside from that, there are also, like, career resources and the financial aid resources um, with the program. So 
aside from just filling out your financial aid and getting whatever you're going to get, you get to talk to someone of the financial aid who can like give you step by step what you need to do if you don't understand something. I'm going to say that I was a student who I always accepted my loans in full. I never knew that you can partially accept your loans and that that would help you. So like that, the representative that I worked along with helped me do things like that. And then the career sources, there's a person that you work with as you're getting closer to the end of the program. And they do, they help you with like resume building, looking for jobs that you're interested in and what career fields you're doing, whether it's what you're going to school for or not. So I was also able to meet with her towards the end of my undergrad and sort of just like navigate options of work to see what was available out there. No, that sounds like the the full package program, you know, because a lot of people feel like once you got the financial aid, the rest is, you know, sunshine and roses. Um, but it's not, you know. Um, and Teresa, um, I, I was able to read some of, of, of your involvement with the organization, and I do have to say I can relate to some of it, how, you know, you, you ran into some obstacles in the way and you encountered this great organization. So tell us a little bit about your experience and your journey from scholar to the position you are in now. So I'm a Boston girl through and through. I went to Charleston High School. Represent. Play you, pl the, you played ball? I played on the basketball There you go. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> what position were you? Point guard and uh, two guard. Yes, sir. Led the team. She played That's a little right. center here and there. So I've, I've been in the community, attended the Boys and Girls Club, grew up there a lot, and I was a good student. But then when I went to college, I was not prepared. I decided to go away from home because everybody wants to get away from home. You want to experience something new. You want to you wanna get away from the neighborhood. I did that, and it didn't work out. And I came home, and I was feeling kind of crushed, feeling like I couldn't succeed, like I would never succeed. Now, what so, was the biggest difference between the going from the high school success and then going from the college? Because I had the, for me, it was the, I had the opposite effect. Like, high school was like, meh. And then I went to college, and I was like, oh, this, this is much easier for me. For me, it was um, environment, who I see around me. Those faces aren't the faces I was seeing before. It was preparation. You know, how are these kids finding these classes, these assignments so easy? And I was like, well, I was not prepared for this. And you just start to doubt yourself. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not built for this. I wasn't meant to achieve this. And it wasn't until I got out of that mindset that I could, that I could complete my degree and feel like I'm a success to myself. So I went to came back to Boston and um, decided to go to the community college. One of my teachers introduced me to the scholarship and it wasn't easy. I got back into school and it wasn't like a straight shot and I you know there's bumps and obstacles along the way but finally got to achieve that degree. Congratulations on Thank that you. for sure. Definitely, for sure. definitely. Big, big congrats on that. Seriously, so, so how did you speak a little bit about the transition from scholar to now board member, congratulations on that as well. And I know that you said that they definitely have some mentors and resources in place for um, career placement and stuff once you're at that point in your, in your studies. So. so this is an organization that likes to give as many resources as possible to our students. So any person who's been a part of the organization, anyone as a friend, we try to tap into what they can provide to us, whether it's consultant, whether it's a mentor, so when I left, um, they called me back and said, hey, will you help bring in new applicants? Will you help interview? 
So I was on the applications committee, uh, reading the, um, the applications and interviewing new prospective students. And then I did that for a couple of years and they invited me mm -hmm. to be a board member. I joined a board meeting and um, they liked what they heard and they voted, voted to accept me as a board member last summer. Congratulations on that. Awesome. Big and ups. what is the um, age range of students? Do you just do college kids or you do high school as well? So the program, if you go to college and you take a break and then you're attempting to go back to college, that's our, oh. uh, our group. So it's 18 plus. 18 plus. That's a very specific niche right there. It's, a very, it's funny it's because... It's a necessary one, though. Until Mike was telling me about it, I was like, that's funny because there's a lot of people. That's a big And you don't yeah. realize it until you stop and think, like, someone did start college years ago and forget about it. And then now they, you know, they, they have a kind of extra time or they, they have that, that feeling that they, they want to achieve that goal again or, or attempt it. So that's a very, like, specific. And, it's, you know, that's one that's needed, though. And I think that's something, like, we don't, you know, tell a lot of people, especially from my college experience. Like, when I went to one of my first communications classes, there was a dude there who was 28 years old. And, like, you know, I've had some 26, like, a lot older than me. And I'm just thinking, you know, and then I thought about it. It's like, well, A, they, they did come from a lot of different places. It was very diverse like that. But it's like, B, it's like, wow, you can just, you know, do it any time. And, you know, especially when you feel comfortable and want to, you know, get that degree and get that education. And it's also good that it's that specific niche, I will say, too, because, again, in my college experience, I really did see a lot of people leave after the first semester and either transfer schools or just not even go back at all because, obviously, of the, the typical things, you know, me, you know, they're me, not feeling good mentally, financially, there's something wrong at home. But it's like, so it's good to see that we actually have people that will help people like that. No, for sure. And I feel like the um, impact and the empowerment that you – that our race scholars is doing goes beyond the classroom and, and, and so far from what I've read and what I hear about you guys because you know a lot of these students uh, myself included at a point you know once you try college and I'm pretty sure you probably felt this way as you shared once you it doesn't go as you expected you feel like this ain't for me you know maybe maybe I have to look for a job or something else you know but you get discouraged so, you know, you guys are definitely empowering people and uh, encouraging them to, to finish and putting them in, the, in, the, in a position to succeed. So what are the qualifications? So you have to have a break in between semesters kind yeah. of thing? Yeah, so, what, so the program focuses on students who are BPS or MECO graduates. So really tapping into the Boston community. And BPS or MECO graduate, you have to have had some type of break throughout your college career. So you either graduated high school and decided to go straight to college, didn't work out, took a break. It could be a semester, it could be a year long, um, but you have to have that break. And then deciding to want to start your college career once more, that automatically qualifies you. So BPS, Michael graduate, a college break. Now, the, and, and obviously this might be a little bit for self-interest, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, does the length of the break matter or influence the decision? Nope. We've had um, from one semester. So the summer break is not included. Say you okay. start in the fall. Mm -hmm. and <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, they're Just because like, you're thinking about it. <laughs> Hold on. Well said. It's 30 days. <laughs> but if you start in the fall, take a spring semester. Say one semester, one year, five years. Any length of break qualifies 
if it's not the summer break. Yeah, you can go back to school, apply for the scholarship, take another break. You'll still have your financial award if you go back to school. So you can take infinite amount of breaks. We're there to support you. Once you're accepted into the program, we're there to support you financially and with your mentor. That's fantastic. That's fantastic because it's, it's definitely as BPS graduates, it, it's, I, I don't feel like I was 100% you know, mentally prepared for what I was getting into. I know A right here, he, he, he IQ a 300. <laughs> nah, nah, you know, for real, it was, it was so strange. Like, when I was, when I was, 18, when I was, when I was 18, I was, I was like a little weird, and I was 17. I really thought, like, I'm either going to die or I'm going to, like, I didn't think about graduation. Like, I didn't think about that. I just thought, at 18, a lot of people, you die or you go be a bum and you go to something. And then a teacher was like, yo, you should go to college. And I was like, I could go to college? She was like, yeah. I didn't even know my GPA at the time. I ended up going to like a, a, a similar program, like you know the bridge programs to go mm -hmm. into schools. So I got in that. I just studied my ass off because you know what it was? There was a white boy. He was like, yo, what's your GPA? He tried to make me feel bad. You know what I mean? He was trying to like, for, he was always trying to test me. And I, I never cared about him, so I never paid him no mind. But I just worked my ass off. And there was these two girls too. Shout out to them. They cool. But they were assholes. They thought I was dumb. But they had the books. I didn't have the books. So I would just go, I would study with them. And my first year, I got like a 3.75. Congratulations I, I just on studied that, my, man. I just studied, I studied, I went. I didn't, I didn't do nothing. I just studied all day. I played video games. Brad. I studied, I studied. Well, because I, was, I, I wasn't smart. You know what I mean? Like, I knew, I knew. I was like, bro, I'm not that smart. But I could work. You know what I mean? So I would just study, study, study. I had like, like a 3.7. Then college was just easy for me after that. Good for you. I, I guess you, you built the momentum, and then it was just kind of easy to ride ride on that momentum. So I know that, you know, as as we said earlier, but I definitely would like to hear from you guys that the the offers and the help don't just stop at financial and, and career. You guys also have opportunities to become a mentor. So c can you expand on those type of opportunities that you have as well that are not necessarily uh, for the student? So something that the program does very very well, I would have to say, is that once you become an LRA scholar, you're with LRA for a long time. And not just, and not, not saying it in a sense like you're tied down, but sort of saying that you're welcome into this family and this family is going to keep you and make sure that you're growing for better. So once you're in the program as a scholar and you graduate, you're going to hear back from the program about opportunities that they have within the program for students because that's what they want to do. They want to make sure that the LRA program sort of um, led by the students that are part of it. Absolutely. So that's where Teresa and I come in. And, uh, and there's also other scholars who are also part of the RA program as staff members um, and board members as well, or just part of the developmental committee. So that's something that they do very, very well. And I think that it's a really great resource because as a Boston, uh, Boston person born and raised here, who grew up lacking resources for education to find uh, non-for-profits like the RA who gives you offers you the resources and then they keep you and they keep offering you and giving you resources it's like Christmas all the time yeah. so it's, uh, it's great to be part of who a doesn't like gifts like, right yeah. right and it's it's not it's not something that I have to like pay for or anything completely free mm -hmm. you just have to be part of the program and everything else flows along 
No, and that's that's super great. I definitely like the idea of kind of hiring from within because it, you guys were obviously part of the program. So you guys, by having that experience, can push the program forward because you can say, you know what, I went through this. It was really good. But, you know, for somebody that's coming after me, maybe this could have improved a little bit. So that's awesome. I, I love when companies and organizations hire from within. Now, have you guys met... Maybe students who resisted some of the mentoring? I've heard of one student, and um, yeah, you just kind of work with the student with what they need. And um, the student was a little bit older, but for most of the students after, they've been really receptive to the mentorship. Some people come in and they have one semester left, and we still provide the money and the mentorship. And some people start keep their relationships with their mentors longer. Some people, you know, it's over at the end of their college experience but it's you're not tied down so yes you can stay a part of the organization but there are other people who get the mentorship and the money and then they're done they're done yeah now is there any qualifications for a mentor like what do you look for specifically when you're selecting one for the mentors the mentors are volunteers oh okay so, so we look for okay. a wide range of backgrounds uh, we like to get students who are in the program because they are familiar with the program, familiar with the city, and um, they just have the experience of what it's like to go through. It's still fresh for them. So, yeah, mentors are diverse and volunteers, and that's the volunteer part is key because they want to be there. And with the, um, the pandemic and sort of what our country was going through over the summer with the police brutality, there were a lot of people who found the mentor, uh, found the RA organization online, and they were like offering up they want to be mentors because they want to give back. It's like good timing. That's like, uh, yeah. I mean, it sucks because obviously what what is happening, What's but in the world exactly. you know, I didn't even think about that. That's that's crazy to think because that's how that's how I see it too. You know, when you start, even before the pandemic, I was I, I would volunteer my community because. Because someone yelled at me and told and reminded me how important it was. And they were like, you said when you got older, you was going to help the other kids out. And they had to remind me. And people need that reminder sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. yo, go help your community. But I didn't think about that, especially this is a time where they need it the most. Mm-hmm. So it's glad to hear that people are stepping up and making sure that, you know, those kids. Because kids, man, they're impacted by what they see a lot. And they're influenced. And, you know, they're seeing some of the, you have right now they have access to everything. Every news mm-hmm. in the world have access to all the bad news in the world. So that yeah, and I think that's something that's important. Um, Cause like my the way I work is that I like to give back to the community that saw me grow, and I don't think I'm a, pri- a privileged person in the sense of where I stand in race and ethnicity, but I am privileged because I have all these resources and knowledge to share. So why not give it back to the, the students who need it? And I think that that's a great benefit of being a scholar and then coming back to the program and being a mentor for a student who's coming in as a scholar. You are completely understandable of what they're going through or what they're facing, of their challenges. And then you build that relationship and you support them. And then, of course, it's rewarding to see someone get their degree, just like mm-hmm. you're seeing a kid graduate through elementary and high school. It's really rewarding. And it's also like the psychological part of it, of like somebody receiving um, advice or mentorship from somebody that looks like them, somebody that they can identify, you know, like either whether it's culturally or their background or something like that. So, so big ups on that. So 
also with the conglomerate of benefits that you guys have, where can students find you, people that are interested? What's the best way that they can get in contact with this great organization? So we have a web website. It's array.org. If you're looking to apply as a student, we have two cycles, one in the fall and one in the summer, around October and beginning of June. If you're looking to volunteer, donate, consult with us, you can go on the same website, alray.org, and connect through us there. Perfect, perfect. Do you guys have any presence on social media at the moment? We do. Um, so we do have, uh, the IRA program has an Instagram account um, as well that can be followed. Um, it's just Alray Scholars on Instagram. We also have a Facebook um, that you can follow along for like, um, any events or um, upcoming cycle deadlines? Now, um, were these jobs that you thought when you were younger you were going to be? Because a, a lot of times, you know, all of our careers change. Like, I went to school for business, and let me tell you, I don't really want to become a businessman. You know what I mean? But, you know, our, we change so much, and I know this is a, a service of giving. And so is this something that you were always kind of looking towards, or just when it happened, that you guys got, you know, when someone gave you guys stuff or gave you the opportunity, that did that make you then change your career? Growing up, I always wanted to be a pediatrician because my my thing was working with kids. I, when I was going into college, I went in as a bio major. Um, tough. That's tough. Wow. Yeah, very, that's really tough. Very tough. Very tough. <laughs> Let me tell you, science was definitely not my thing. So <laughs> being pediatrician was less. So. I think it gave me an opportunity. Of course, it it was a point of realization for me that this was not my place. Of course, I had to take a break from school because I went in with a major that was completely difficult for me. I knew that what I wanted to do was work with kids and give back to the community that I grew up in. So how do I do that? So I sort of navigated volunteer work. I volunteered for a lot of programs that were... I think there were like preschool sites or daycares that um, supported single mothers. And then when I found the chance to go back to school, I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to work with kids. Definitely not in the science field. <laughs> so how do I work with kids? So I jumped into education. And then my first few semesters in school, I was introduced to a nonprofit that was working with preschool-aged children um, of families from low-income communities. Thing. I come from a low-income community. I come from a single-parent household. Kids can relate to me. So I jumped into that. I did that for four consecutive years and then graduated with a bachelor's for early, early education. So this was totally not the path that I thought I would go to, but it's where I was led. And then I was introduced to the LRA program throughout my undergrad. And then that was also something that was really I say it was a powerful moment in life because it it's all, it also was like a thing. Here's another thing. Yeah. It's a nonprofit. It's giving back to the community. And I'm all about service. I'm passionate about service, passionate about kids, passionate about education. I want to be able to give kids the, the resources that I wasn't given when I was growing up to make sure that their future looks a bit more organized and brighter than what mine looked because I think like mine was a mess. But I think that you have to stumble upon a lot of challenges to know where you're going and where you're going to be at. Um, this was definitely not where I imagined myself to be. Definitely not part of nonprofit work or even in the special education field for children. So, But those are all very rewarding fields. Yeah. And, and, and to piggyback kind of on what you said, you kind of need to experience great disappointment or pain to, to appreciate peace and 
I'm, I'm happy that with this program you was able to, you know, accomplish that. How about yourself? As a kid, I had very high hopes. I And then um, I started working in nonprofit at the Boys and Girls Club, and I thought I would stay in nonprofit. But then when I got to college, my confidence was shot. And so all those high hopes were gone. I was like, okay, I guess I'll, I'll be working a desk job from now on. Mm. So I had <laughs> dreams, and I... I I thought I could achieve anything. I, could, I thought I could be the CEO of any place. I thought I could be a board member of an organization. And then in college, I was like, well, that's never happening. I can't even finish this degree. But then after joining Alray and finishing my degree and going back to work with them and working multiple places or uh, volunteering, that's when my confidence started coming back. And I felt like now I'm back to where I was before, that, yeah, I can achieve anything. And... So now I now that the things that I thought I could be before that I thought I wouldn't be, I'm back to thinking that I can be in those places. That's awesome. And and you will reach it. And and what I like about it is that your example completely embodies what 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 the mission and the vision of the company is. You guys have that beyond financial career services, but also that emotional support that is so important and sometimes overlooked. You know, we're often ignored. I'd say as well. For sure. Which sure. brings me to ask you, as people who are in that field, why do you think that is that this mental health of college students is often overlooked or ignored? And I think it personally, coming from someone who I know, the stigma is that they're, you know, the parents or whoever's telling them, like, oh, it's just a phase or, oh, it's just, you know, you'll get over it. So why is it that even in 2021, we still haven't figured out that, like, it's not a phase or it's not something that they'll just get over that quickly? I probably it's probably not the right answer, but I think that a lot of a lot of people pride themselves to what they have and they don't want to see as someone less. And I only say that because I'm like that. So growing up well, with a, in a single parent household, um, you know, I was always I'm the oldest one, so I was always supporting my younger siblings and my mom. So I was always neglected to help because I thought I could handle everything and that everything could meant like having a full-time job, going to school, doing volunteer work, taking care of my siblings, taking care of my mom. Um, so I think you get to a point where you think that you can handle everything and you don't need the support, but you sometimes you really need someone to sort of sit you down and be like, okay, I know that you can do this. Let me help you. Things can go a lot less stressful mm -hmm. if you mm -hmm. have the support. Here's some resources you can use that can help you out with that. So I don't, I don't know if pride is the word to use, but I think that's the way that a lot of students think. Absolutely. I think Absolutely. it might have a lot to do with it, actually. Because pride can probably, you know, prevent you from accepting, accepting reality for, for what it is, you know. And sometimes, you know, having a, a, a mentor or somebody that has your best interests can help you get to the point that you was going to get to regardless, but more efficiently. You know, yeah. And there's always students. Sorry. There's always going, students that you're like, I know I can do this. I know I can do this. I know I can do this. I'm so good at doing this. But then someone comes along and be like, Well, let me tell you, you're doing it okay. That's not how you should be doing it. Let me show you how. And you know, if you're receptive to that, if you're not great at receiving uh, constructive feedback, mm -hmm. that either puts you down or that 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 gives you a set of mind where you're just like, I don't need anybody's help. I can do this on my own. Mm -hmm. 
and that's probably not the best way to go about it all right so wow the, the, this is definitely something that i i really wish i knew about a little sooner to be honest with you i feel like uh it, it would have helped me a lot but i'm very excited as as the program embodies it's never too late if there's a will so super excited about this program do you guys get uh some people who are older do you, like do you guys get because like you know what because like you were saying people have egos sometimes so maybe if we're the same age and i gotta or if i'm older and i gotta ask you for help you know does that ever come come up to the, in the office we get some people that are older there is a sweet spot though i say 20s early 30s is the sweet spot for people who are receptive and want to be a part of the program now how long has this program been around for we're we're over 10 years old now wow awesome that's awesome but like yeah that's like you said i wish just more people heard about it because i was gonna say that it sounds like you guys have been really putting in the hours over these last 10 years so this this is where the important part comes in anytime we talk to someone about this unofficially you're now our ambassador if you're listening and this program doesn't apply to you, maybe you know someone that it does apply to. And a lot of our work does get spread by word of mouth. Just talking to people and telling someone, hey, I think this will be good for you. No, and often like the best services, that's the, the best way to, to, to market themselves and to advertise is word of mouth. When something is really good enough, um, you give somebody something that's not tangible but something that they're always going to have with themselves and that's a memory you know a connection and that's how things spread so um again you guys did touch upon it a little bit earlier but if you i just wanted you guys to expand a little bit about it especially with you Teresa, you had the opportunity to be in the uh, application slash interviewing so you said that there's two openings for students to apply one is in june and the other one is in october so walk through walk us through the the process and what can a new student expect to go through yeah i definitely want to hear that that's a good i want to hear that process because i had an interview process with i don't know if you guys have heard summer search it's here, it's here in Boston. They they do like they do almost re- things that are really similar to you, but except they send they send you off to like a trip, like outward bound type of thing. They, like they they sent me to Pennsylvania, or they'll send some kids to um, overseas to do college credits and stuff. So they're like a big organization. So I, I want to hear your process. So you start off with the application. We have. Roll in cycles, so you can apply in October, you can apply in June, but you can submit your application anytime. So say if you submit your application in January, it'll come up for the June cycle. The application has some essay questions, uh, write like a paragraph for each question, a recommendation letter, and then some of your documents from school, financial aid letters, uh, what classes you're taking, your transcript, what you've completed so far. So in June, we read through the applications, and then we send invites for an interview. So if you make it to the next round, we interview with you. Before we had interviews in person, uh, the last two cycles, we've had Zoom interviews, and you interview with a, a panel. Some of the people are on the board, and some of the people are volunteers in the application committee. And then after your interview, you're accepted. And you can achoo- you can choose to accept to be in the program or not. How long after till they get their acceptance? So, it's usually about a week or two mm-hmm. after your it's interview. Well, so it's a quick turnaround. So the application committee, we make a decision, and then we have to go back to our board 
and they agreed to accept those scholars. As a board, we agreed to accept the scholars into the program. So if you go in the June cycle, you'll, rece you'll be receiving money and mentorship for that fall semester. And um, what I know that obviously one of the qualifications is for you to be 18 plus a BPS um, graduate and to have some sort of break in your educational journey. But what kind of questions are you guys asking the students um, and what are you guys looking for as the ideal candidate? So I think that an ideal candidate is just anyone who wants to be able to achieve that graduate, that undergrad uh, degree. So if you have the confidence to come back to start college all over again after your break and get the support that you need to make it to the end. That's amazing. Um, that's all you need, um, along with being a BPS graduate <laughs> and, a Met, and a METCO graduate because we're heavily focused for students in the Boston area who haven't gotten the opportunity to finish school and want to. That's, that's, so, that's so, so important because... When I think about it, when I interviewed, it was in front of people who didn't look like me, you know, with some white, some white people. And so I, it really almost felt like I had to sell a story. Like, it was like a pick me, please pick me, save me type of like, this is the hard life I've had. You know what I mean? Like, I remember they were like, yo, make it a little sad. And I'm like, I'll do it, you feel me? Because I'll do whatever to get this scholarship, whatever. But the fact that you guys are just willing to work with anybody who, who doesn't, I mean, anybody who's just, like you said, confident enough to come back to, to that spot, like, that's just amazing. It makes people, it gives them the confidence to do it, that they don't have to come up and sell themselves to you and yeah. tell you, this is why, please save me. And it's like, nah. If yeah, you, and it, I think just being authentic. Like, mm -hmm. um, like, for example, during my interview process, I didn't hold anything back. I was honest of why I wanted to come back to school. Um, there may be applicants who, you know, aren't as resistant. They don't want to share all the information, but I think that it's important to know where the person stands and how well you're going to be able to support them. No, for sure, for sure. Um, and that that's super important, man. I, I, I can't say enough about that, seriously. I, as I said, I, I wish I knew about the program a little earlier well, but it's never know, too so late I do not know what's stopping you. no 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 for sure no no for sure i I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to uh joining the program for sure so if we can start the interview process now and no, i'm just playing yeah literally if you like receiving emails on paperwork i am the girl i do a lot of the paperwork emails so you will get in your inbox constantly. That's cool. You you got my email already. So <laughs> see, we're already two steps closer. <laughs> so you know, you guys do a lot of giving back, and I commend you guys a lot. The organization, um, giving back is one of the most rewarding things that life has to offer. And here at Say That, we like to give back as well. So I'd love to open the mic up for you both to shout out anybody. Um, and uh, this is your moment right now. Wow. Um, <laughs> She's like, you yeah. caught me off guard. Okay. I'd, I'd like to say thank you to all of you for having Absolutely. us here. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. No, uh, the, the questions were great, and I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about this. Because as you can hear from us, we're passionate about it. And um, it's really great to have that opportunity. I feel like your questions really directed us to be open and feel comfortable and really tell all about this organization. So... Shout out to you guys. Hey, thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank yeah, you. Thank you, thank you for having us. It's been a work in progress, but I'm glad to see it afloat. Um, amen, amen. And yeah, spread the word. We love new candidates. 
especially Boston-based students. Absolutely. We need the opportunity. Um, it's a very, very essential thing to have. Um, yeah. Spread the word. Spread the word. Spread the, spread word, the, word. Spread the love. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, who who are we shouting out today? Uh, man, I gotta once again shout out everyone who's tuned in so far for on you Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I don't know why I get that wrong every time. It's like it's three things. They all sound <laughs> different, and I mess up. But yeah, man, stay tuned for more great content. We want to thank both of you as well for coming in. I always love to hear from people who are supporting the community and moving the community forward. And also giving back to their hometown of Boston, 617, you already know. That's the team. But as always, hit that sub button. And, hey, what about you, man? Uh, as always, you know, first of all, thank you guys for coming. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you for the work you do for the public, for the community, because for real, it's not easy. And it takes, you know, someone to take the lead and show people that it's possible. And, like, that's what saved me, you know what I mean? People that were took their time to love their communities, the reason why I got to go to college and, and finish and the reason why I got I got to be like you know sensible you know I, I was taught common sense there so thank you guys like for as much as I know it's not a glamorous position as most as other stuff you know this work needs to be done I'm grateful you guys are doing it know that you're making an impact we want to give you your flowers while you guys are here like, absolutely. We, we, absolutely we really really absolutely. appreciate you guys second uh, shout out to me because I work hard <laughs> shout out to like, me because <laughs> God loves me and I'm working on myself and I love myself shout out to my family I love everyone yo you two you guys work super hard thank you for coming in and working hard and dealing with me man we hey, hey man uh, for me thank you the team it's always a great opportunity to have the chance to do this with you guys Thank you guys for coming over here and for the work that you guys are doing. It is definitely something that is very helpful. All of our listeners, even if it doesn't apply to you, go tell somebody. I know you know somebody or a couple somebody that might that might benefit by this. You know this guy exactly. All our best scholars come from word of mouth. Exactly. Let's keep that going. Um, let's keep helping these people. And all Ray is given opportunities to to students from the Boston area. You know, a lot of the help is needed. So please reach out. You guys know where to find them. The website, one more time, if you guys can plug it in. Allray.org. Allray.org. And we got the person here that you're probably going to be hearing from. I'm <laughs> <laughs> telling you, if you like emails, she got you. She got you. She got you. Your inbox will read Sabrina. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so, as always, thank you guys for tuning in. Check us out on YouTube every Sunday. Like it, subscribe, Fame share, Sunday comment. Show. You already know. And uh, you already know this, too. Don't say this. Say, say that. that. Have a nice Peace. day. Thank you.